0: Welcome to the DNA show. DNA? Dude, are we doing a science show? No, D is for Dennis. Oh, A is for Andy. And N
1: is for and? Oh man, nerds. Cause oh, yeah. Because we're nerds, dude. Yeah. Well good, then we can talk about comics and movies and
0: pop culture and sports. Sports. Sports and nerds. Yeah, we're gonna make that work. All right, let's roll. Heidi, ho! Welcome back to your Dennis and Andy Show. I'm Andy, and this is Dennis. Welcome back. <laughs> I love saying "Heidi, ho!" I don't know why. i, I that. That's got to be a. It's got to be uh something from when I was a kid. It's but anything I, I can think of. Dad, or you grew up in the Midwest? I, I did not grow up in the Midwest. Wow. I grew up outside of Washington D.C. in Maryland. So uh, no. Maybe it's from when I used to watch. Remember the TV show "Hee Haw"? He, uh, everybody remembers Hee Haw. Remember that they jump? Did they jump out like the hay or something? Oh yeah. Was it just the women that jumped out, or was it the whole cast? The cast, the whole cast did. As an yep. introduction. Yep. They always they had some great skits on there. They did. That was a. That was, you don't see shows like that anymore. Nope. Oh, uh, so what are we talking about today, Andy? That's a very good question. We just went over 10 minutes ago, and I have already forgotten, because that's how my ADHD (laughs) rattled brain works. Well, I think we had talked about the fact that we went on
1: an awesome road trip into South Carolina because the comic stores are open there, so we thought a bunch of us got together and said, it's road trip
0: time. Yeah, we went on, shall I say, a sojourn. You could. You I, could say that. I, I like throwing out words like that to show that I know how to look at a dictionary every now and then. <laughs> it's called it's called opening my email and getting my word of the day. Sojourn. And that so, was your uh, word of the day? That, that was one of them. Oh. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, Dennis jumped in my car. My daughter went. We, we met some friends down in South Carolina. and We hit uh, four different comic shops, three I have not been to. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I haven't been
1: to a few of them either, so it was great. Um, we went to Tangled Web. Tangled Web, yeah, that
0: was the first one we went to.
1: Yep, yep. Found some pretty good stuff there. I found some uh, some old Defenders. Um, problem is I couldn't remember which ones I had and didn't because my, my uh, app which has all of my lists on it, my subscription had just ended the day before and I didn't realize it, so I had no access to it. So I was kind of bummed. So I still found some oldie and goodies that I picked up. I'm like, well, maybe I got them. And if I do, I don't care. Then I have duplicates. And some of them were
0: indeed duplicates. But I found some good defenders there. I actually picked up um, a few issues of Submariner that were on my wish list. And we're talking Submariner comics from the... Uh, 1970s, early 70s, issues of Submariner. I believe I picked up 31, 33, and 36. Funny thing, got home. And now I, I do have an app on my phone. I keep track of my comics and stuff. And I have a one of the features of the app is you can do a wish list. So this, these are on my wish list, so I know what I'm looking for. And when I got home, I realized I already had 33. So go figure. Now I have two. So if anybody would like a copy of Submariner Thirty Three, <laughs> you know how to get a hold of me. Um, but Tangle Web, the store itself. That was one of the ones I've never been to. It was a. It's a really nice store. It's large. For yeah, one. it was good size. Um, I liked it. I'd go. I'd say it's about 3,000 3, square feet. I want to say yeah I would it's, say
1: is at least that cuz it's really two sections I got it in a comic section up front yeah. and then in the back they actually have miniatures and gaming they got Dungeons and Dragons role playing things like that and it looks like they may have space in back as like part of a warehouse or a work area but you know we couldn't go in there but just for retail space yeah it was good
0: size they had a nice selection you you walk in and to the left is like a little kids area I thought was cool and when I say little kids I'm talking you know like 10 and below, maybe 11, 12 tops. And it's, it's, you know, age-appropriate stuff, comics and graphic novels for kids of that age. Uh, They had a good selection of pops, action figures, statues. So it's not just uh, straight-up walk-in comics and that's it. I mean, it's all comic-related stuff, but not all comic shops carry toys as well. Uh, Their new stuff was organized rather well on pretty much a... A side wall, um, you know, alphabetical, of course, that's pretty uh, pretty standard for most comic shops. Yep. Uh, their back issues was pretty good. Um, they had some dollar boxes, which I always like looking through, because you can find some good deals and steals in dollar boxes. They had a few boxes of half-off trades that yep. made my daughter happy. She picked up a couple of Deadpool Spider-Man trade paperbacks for half-off.
1: Um, yeah, I found they had some $3 boxes yeah. and they, you know, that's where I was kind of digging through and, you know, I found some old Defenders and, um, um, Defenders isn't one that I super heavily collect, but, um, you know, the later issues have some of the X-Men in it. So I kind of was picking them up for that, but I've always enjoyed them. So I go back and, you know, so I'm looking at the older ones. So, you know, I picked up like some issues right in the twenties and thirties and, you know, Sal Buscema sal was the
0: man he did a ton of defenders in the beginning i don't i'm gonna say he did them up until around f- the 40s issue 40 or so and then various artists worked on it but it's fine because the one issue uh that um dennis has right here is issue 24 and i crack it open drawn by sal and it's inked by one of my favorite artists who's a friend of mine now a guy named bob mcleod you know bob is a very uh uh Neil Adams-esque inking style, and I think, you know, that was the school of inking he came from, and he started in the late 70s, and Bob was a guy as a kid that I always looked for as an inker, and he's also a penciler. He actually, I don't think it's a little known fact, but he's a co-creator of The New Mutants. Yeah. So I know he's looking forward to when that movie finally comes out, if it ever comes out. No, I it? think they No, they released the date, I think. Oh, for the fourth time? <laughs> yes. Yes. Hold on, I'm going to Google it because I think I just read that since we're talking
1: about, let's see. I I've been waiting for New Mutants cuz you know, obviously being an X-Men guy, I've always I love the New Mutants when they came out. Um, I've been waiting for it, and they've, you know, had their date, then it went away, then they had their date, then it went away, and it got pushed back, and, you know, if if they can't get it out in the theaters, it's just one of those movies that looks like maybe they just need to go ahead and pump it
0: out, but put it right out direct to, to video then. Nope, it's coming out. It is coming out in August, and let me get the exact date, August 28th. Ah, so they have a new date. They have a new date. They've dropped it for August 28th. Uh, uh, because we love going off on tangents, I will say, I don't know if you saw this headline either. If, and I really hope it doesn't happen, if Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie, oh, gets pushed from July, that automatically is going to push Wonder Woman to late December. Oh. Yep. Because there's a correlation? Same studio. It's Uh Warner Brothers, and if they push it, they're looking at pushing it to Wonder Woman's release date in August. So that would automatically push Push Wonder 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 Woman Woman to December. So let's hope Tenet stays on track for July. Yeah, yeah, because Tenet actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. Anyhow, back to the comics. Back
1: ba- back to sales work. So we open it up, and this is some good old classic. So this is from this issues from seventy five. So like I said, a lot of these are from the early mid seventies. But you know it's Doctor Strange, Valkyrie, Yellow Jacket. Yeah, I love Yellow Jacket. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just they're just good classic fun. The Defenders were never heavy hearted or heavy handed. Um, it was just an interesting group. of of defenders and it was just fun interesting stories. son of satan's in this particular one daredevil makes an appearance you know luke cage hulk um so you know it's
0: just an interesting mixture but it was good fun stories well and they also you know it was i don't want to say they were all b-listers because they were because i don't consider even back then in the 70s doctor strange a b-lister i don't consider the hulk one for sure right So, you know, they threw in those heavy hitters, and then they surrounded them with, you know, Valkyrie and Silver Surfer and Nighthawk. Yep. You know, Nighthawk, another one of my favorite characters. Um, So, you know, the Avengers was more of, a, I guess, the serious team book. The Defenders was a little more lighthearted fun. Uh, You know, they've had a few more iterations of them. There's been a few more tellings of the defenders throughout the years and stuff but you know it's a solid book sabu sama like i say you can't go wrong so anyhow back to tangled web uh i got my issues of submariner from there my daughter picked up a few things from there we headed over to planet comics planet comics yep another place i had never been nope i never have been there either it's funny all these places are probably within what a 25 mile radius of each other i believe yes which is pretty cool. You know, yeah, definitely four of shows, them pretty close to each other. Yeah, it definitely shows that fan loyalty because if you live in that area, I mean, you can pick anyone to go to, but most guys have the one that they just go to. Right. You know, which I think when it comes to us comic book fans, that's how we are. We pick a store and we stick with it. And then other ones in the area we usually try to drop into once a month or so just to poke our head in. So we like to partake and you know spread the money around but you have your one store
1: yep and but see some stores will focus in on just comics some are more toys some are more games everybody's got their niche so no two stores are alike which is another reason why if somebody goes hey you want to go on a road trip to a different store i'm always like sure if i can because you know they're 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 always different um, yeah, Planet Comics, another one I hinted to now, they were a little bit different, so it's a little bit smaller of a store, yeah. but they had a, a nice selection of comics, um, they had, um, their dollar comics were in, in the back hallway, Yep, and, um... But what was interesting about them is they have a lot of board games. A oh, yeah. lot. Um, so if you're a board game fan, I mean, they that was impressive, just the number of board games.
0: And I was like, oh, look at these all. So I went and kind of hung out in that area, too. See, it's funny because, like, I don't... I've never been a board game guy growing up. In my house, it wasn't, you know, it was my mom, dad, and me, and my brother. So the four of us. and. I don't ever recall, like, let's do board game night. I know we had them, but we just never really, like, once a week, let's have a board game night or whatever. So, it just, it, I think it's really cool to see that there are so many board games out there still. I mean, I had no idea. Yeah. It's, it, it's really mind-blowing to me because I always think of, you know, digital stuff now and what, is replacing board games, is everybody... All you hear about are, you know, PlayStation this, Nintendo that, you know, what computer game this, you know, so on and so forth, that, honestly, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, are board games still a thing? But they are still huge. So, board games themselves are...
1: So, like, even my wife and a bunch of her friends, they're into, like, Ticket to Ride. And, yes, you can play a digital version, but they really enjoy getting together. And then places in town uh, like Walhorn you know they have board game night well right. normally right. they have a board game night and um, where all these people get together and they bring their own games and they just take out the back room and they sit get together just to play board games and you get to know some of them as you go more and more often so you know it, it's a really fun thing and then there's also a type like um, on the superhero side you know they've got like hero clicks and things oh, so yeah. I used to be an envoy for Kids back in the early days um, where i went down to gen con and stuff like that and um those are fun because they're not only superheroes but they're done on large maps a lot of fun so you've got your traditional board games and then you've got your like miniature board games with like the superhero stuff and then also for like dungeons and dragons i'm actually typically doing dungeons and dragons um I did a six-year campaign right before we moved here, and now my friends are getting back, and they're like, we need to do another campaign. So they've got digital versions where I can right. do it. I still use books, but we can do stuff online. So to see these stores that carry the role-playing stuff, the board games, the comics, I mean, realistically, uh, all my fun stuff's rolled up into just these stores.
0: See, it's funny. I never played D&D as a kid. Uh, I played I got the Marvel Superhero One as a kid because Marvel. I still own know. the original box set from the 80s. I do too. Yep, I, I love have it. it. I have it in my back room stored away and inside of it, there are little character sheets I did for heroes I made up and stuff. I bet you did. Yeah, I don't remember the names of any of them, but I still had that stuff. Uh, board game wise as a kid, I the one that really comes to mind that I remember playing was risk. Yeah. They're, you know, the original Risk, because yep. that came out in the 80s. Yep. And I just remember that game taking, like, forever.
1: Yes. You know. So we
0: had Risk.
1: Back then, there was just plain Risk. There wasn't all these fancy right. yeah, Risk, that's all it was. Risk, and then we had Axies and the Allies, which was the World War II crea- recreation of the games. So between okay. those, we, we we could play all weekend. We'd go up to my friend's boathouse and literally take over the boathouse, and we'd set up the games and play all weekend. It was either that or Dungeons & Dragons.
0: So what I'm hearing is, Uh when Dennis was a kid, he didn't know what girls were. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting from this.
1: You know, there's a bit (laughs) of truth to it because back then, a lot of girls didn't do this. Today, oh man, today. I mean, half of the 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 people that do the board games are girls. Half of the people that do the role playing game are girls.
0: Um, Dude, even in the comics, like, you know. All joking aside, you know, I was a comic book nerd as a kid. I was, like, the only one in high school. I mean, there were a couple of us that hung out that read comics. But generally, it was like, oh, look at those dorks over there, you know? Yeah. And now, and even when I got into the business as a professional artist in 91, you went to a comic convention, it was, you know, 85 90% dudes. Absolutely. And if there were girls there, they were drugged to the place because... You know, the boyfriends would probably be like, No, seriously, after this we can go wherever you want to go. Pick a store, we'll go. But you just gotta give me my time here at the comic convention. And then I'll we'll go to dinner, I'll take you to a movie, you know, whatever you want to do, but just just give me this. And now you fast forward to I I think I really started seeing it blow up in the early two thousands and now of course. You know, I go to comic cons as a guest. You see lots of girls walking around by themselves, thumbing through back issues. I just think it's so... Well, my daughter, she's 17. She reads comics, and it's cool. I I remember back in
1: high school, my comic book shop, so there was one in town, which was awesome because it was an arcade that was... Comic book shop on the first floor, and second and third floor was a video arcade. Oh, sweet. So literally, I would, could go there on a Wednesday, and it was $5 or you could play video games, um, starting at like 3 or 4 o'clock, and you could do it for three hours. So I could walk in with 5 bucks, go upstairs and play video games, come down, and before I left do all my comic book shopping. It was awesome. And then my one of my other favorite stores was up in Oshkosh, so it was uh, 20 miles north in a, in a different city, but it was a big store with tons and tons of comic books. But again, there were only a couple of girls. So I will make a reference at, and I'll post a link to it. There's a really funny one because it was mostly guys. But every once in a while, you'd see a girl walk in. And then there would be that really hot girl that would walk in. Oh, yeah. So there's a, a, a song out there called Hot Girl in the Comic Shop by a group called Tripod. So a bunch of nerdy guys who sing very well and love to make music. They literally make a song about it. I'm the, There's a hot girl in a comic shop.
0: <laughs> And it's great. But it was true. There just weren't well, very many. If you want to know what comic book kids looked like, a la Dennis and I, in the 80s, just watch Stranger Things. Yes. Because those kids. It's true. It's pretty much what I looked like in the 80s. Wearing that type of clothes, all those references and stuff. I mean, that just, that just nails it. Yep. Uh, the comic shop I went to, because I grew up in Maryland... Uh, there was one by where my grandparents lived in Silver Spring called Jeppie's. Now, if you're into comics, you know that name Jeppy. Sure do. He's the owner of Diamond Comics, which is the main distributor for comic books to all the stores. And he owns a museum up in Baltimore. And he owns, Jepies. Jepies museum. He owns a museum up in Baltimore, but he owned comic shops in the 80s. And that's where I actually met when I was uh, a lad of, I believe, 12 or 13 I met Jim Starlin and had him sign my copy of The Death of Captain Marvel, which is Marvel's first graphic novel that came out in the early 80s. And then you fast forward to, you know, the early 90s when I'm working and I actually meet Jim and work with Jim at Marvel and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Jim and I are friends now. And it's just that would have blown my mind at 12 going, hey, 12-year-old kid, I'm you from the future. (laughs) Guess what? You know, you'll know him and be friends with him and work with him. So, And then it, you wake up screaming you throw a pillow over your head. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, it, it's funny because I did a panel with Jim at a convention a few years back and I often would uh, tell Jim, well, you know, when we actually first met, and he'd go, when? And I'd say, in 1982. And he'd go, what? And I'd go, yeah, I was this 12 year old dork kid that came up to you with the death of Captain Marvel at Jeppy's comic shop, and you signed it for me. So, yeah, he loved that story because I made him feel old. So, uh, but another fun story is going back to how it wasn't the popular thing to do when we were kids. And I won't mention the two creators. But I was talking to a, a, a comic book creator, and both these creators started their careers in the 70s. And they went to high school together. And one of them was would say that, he, you know, one of them was the cooler kid out of the two. Another one was, but they are both in the comics. Okay. Right? One of them was the closeted comic fan, the cooler one. And I remember him telling a story of his buddy... That came up to him and was like, dude, did you see the latest, you know, blah, 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 you know, Marvel comic or DC comic that came out this week? And the one was like, the cooler one was like, hey, man, down low. Can't let my friends know I'm into this stuff. Yep. And this is when they were in high school in, you know, the 60s and whatnot. So yep. I'll just leave that out there. Like I said, I'm not going to name who they are, but they're two classic comic book creators one of them's retired now the other one is still is still working but they're prominent creators so i'll just realize it was a subculture back then it wasn't and you
1: couldn't so i got a funny story on that when i lived in texas i was actually you know I was singing on the church choir and stuff like that. Right. Yes, we had a praise team and a choir, and I was on 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 both of them. Right. But I remember walking into choir, and it's just habit. So in Dungeons and Dragons, we had played in the world called Forgotten Realms, right? And they have a particular meeting, and it's well met. And you just get used to saying it because everything we did playing Dungeons and Dragons, it was in the Forgotten Realms. So I just remember walking into um, the setting for choir for the first time, walked in there, and they were they all like, hey, and I'm like, well, met everybody. And all of a sudden, one guy from the back, he kind of peeked his head up. He kind of looked over at me. And then when I went and sat down, he came over and sat down right next to me in church. And he kind of looked around. I'm like, hey, what's up? He introduced himself, and I introduced myself. And he goes, do you play Dungeons & Dragons? And I'm like, I... Do indeed. How did you know? And he goes, "You said well met." Whoa, did I? I didn't even realize it's a I said that. It is, and Passwords. he's like, "He's like, hey, we play every week, and we're always looking for somebody." And uh, lo and behold, <laughs> literally, um, they only didn't play. We played every Friday night down in Texas, and I for the couple of years I was down there, they they always had a Halloween party that so there was one and another party so there were always two so we they literally played 50 times a year so i literally played dungeons and dragons every week for almost
0: 2 years straight with friends all because of church now you know what cracks me up about that the first image that came to mind when you said that dude peeked his head from the back and you said well met <laughs> was the scene from avengers the first avengers movie when uh was it Tony Stark that made a reference? Somebody made a reference when they were in the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier, and Captain America goes, hey, I got that one. I understand that one. Remember? you know No, I- the baseball card. Was it the baseball card? No, was no it, it, was it was the flying monkeys. Yeah, yeah, Fly yeah, monkeys. Yeah, 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 I know you Was mean. it Stark that said the thing about the flying monkeys, or Banner? Banner, wasn't it? I, I can't I think remember. it was Banner. It was but yeah, a- I know what you It's you're so mean. funny, because the first Avengers movie, eight years ago now. Yeah. But so they're all sitting around in the shield helicarrier. It's you know, it's it's their it's like their first group meeting, and it's you know, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, uh Black Widow, Captain America, Thor, Colson, Nick Fury, and they're throwing they're throwing around these references and Captain America doesn't get any of them because, you know, the dude from the forties, he's too old. Never hasn't been around, I should say, when these references came about. Then somebody says "Flying Monkeys" in reference to Wizard of Oz, and Cat goes,
1: "Hey, I got that one." And see, I'm thinking Colson because he had those old collectors cards cards. from Captain
0: America, and goes, "Hey, (laughs) oh my god!" Uh, So my uh, back to the back to Planet Comics. We always circle back. Don't worry. Uh, I like the store, like you said, it was that store was basically. I'd say, you know, 60% comics, 30% games, and like 10% pops. I don't... Yeah. They had maybe a few action figures, but it was mostly pops and the toy side of things. You know, their back issues, I'd say, you know, look, honest assessment of the store. They had some nice wall books. What I mean by that is almost every comic shop behind the counter has a wall, and on the wall they display their their top dollar... uh Comics. Some yep. of them are graded and, you know, graded. Slabbed. Slabbed. We're not going to get into a big definition of what that is. If you'd like that, go back to one of our previous episodes. Um, we talk about what that is. So, that store, you know, Planet Comics had, you know, maybe 30 books on the wall behind them. Other than that, though, they basically have what? Dollar books? They didn't really have. A good back issue selection. Though.
1: Yeah, if you're looking for just regular back issues, it wasn't a super huge, it's, but you can see where what their niche is. And again, right. I enjoyed it because it it was a different type of store, and I was like, huh. So if I ever needed anything from a, a board game wires or something that that wasn't you know typical run of the mill ones, they
0: have a lot of very yeah, unique. I ones. definitely hit them, and yep. you know newer stuff. You've got nothing to worry about there. Yep. From there, we went to Richards. Richards, yep. And of course,
1: now realize we know a lot of these guys from the conventions because you know they set up at, at yeah. cons around the state and the area and stuff like that. So love, love Richards. Uh, um, he always sets up at the conventions and stuff. And got to go to got
0: to go to his store because it was just up the street. I never knew he had a store. Like oh. so, we're like, where are we going next? Richards. I'm like, okay, never been there. And I walk in and. Lo and behold, Richard, the guy behind the counter, the owner of the store, is, like Dennis said, a guy that sets up at all the local conventions in town and, you know, South Carolina and North Carolina, surrounding areas. He always a dealer there, and that's where I knew him from. I never knew he had a store. Uh, his store, you know, decent size. I'd say at least 2,000 square feet, maybe 2,500. Great selection of comics. Uh action figures, pops, Um, good selection of back issues, I thought, you know, and not just, you know, back issues going back 30, 40 years, nice selection of that stuff. Obviously, if you're a comic shop, your new stock is always well, and I take it back. Some, Some comic shops will only carry the big, you know, Marvel, DC, Image, Dark Horse, the big companies. Some comic shops, they just get, you know, they opened up the catalog, and they're like, get everything. Yep. Uh, Richard, he's a little in between. You know, obviously he has all the major company stuff. He has some of the smaller company stuff, too, which I thought was cool. But he also had a good mix of other
1: stuff. So one of the things that he had that, that we hadn't seen at the other places... Richard has on the wall, so you can see the wall books and stuff, and he's got a lot of stuff on the walls going around. But above that, towards the top, he's got actual original
0: artwork. Yes.
1: And so Richard really has a lot of decent um, original comic panels and artwork from different artists, and he deals in that, and that was really cool. I mean, just to walk around and see some of the originals that he had.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, out of all the stores his is the only one that is kind of like a gallery too so if you're interested in original comic book art you can definitely stop by richards and this is in greenville south carolina they're all in the greenville spartanburg area so richards did have you know lining the top top of the walls original comic art which for me i think is cool because I do it for a living, and I collect comic art, and I love looking at it. Yeah, so that's that's another great aspect to look at. And he had some other cool stuff, so I wound up. I I always look for different
1: comics, and I didn't sure. find any of the comics that jumped out that I didn't own or that was an upgrade. But he had something cool there, so I also collect the Star Trek Eagle Moss ships. And my wife already says I have way too many. Well, you gotta I gotta
0: explain what Eagle Moss is. Eagle Moss. So
1: yeah, there's. Uh, they recreate the ships, um, and there's a lot of Star Trek ships over the different series over the years. Um, they're a smaller scale, but the the detail is absolutely phenomenal on, on, on these models. So, you know, like I have all the different versions of the Enterprise. The original ones from the TOS, the 60s original series, the different versions. I even have the... Um, the Phase 2, which was going to be the new show, and they wound up not doing it, and then it converted into the motion picture, and as well as the Enterprise B, C, D, all E, all the different iterations thereof. So, you know, I probably have probably 80, 90 of them, and I you used to be able to subscribe to them. Well, I'm starting to run out of room. My wife's like, you don't need those anymore. I'm like, hmm. So I don't just subscribe, but I will find cool ones. Sure. So he had one that I had not seen even released, and it was from the Doomsday Machine from the original series from the 60s. And it's the big planet killer that goes around, has this anti-proton beam that, you know, breaks uh, apart planets and eats it and refuels itself. So it, it, it's been around for centuries and it just keeps moving on from planet to planet from system to system and it's not quite in the same scale but it was a beautiful well done piece and i'm like i don't have that one so
0: wait is it so most of these are about what six seven inches long yeah i'd say so the planet killer one is it in scale to those? No, as in, it's
1: oh, no because, because it'd be it'd be huge. Yeah, it would literally it would have be to be huge. like three feet long or oh, or, okay. or
0: bigger in comparison. But all the but other it's ships, still bigger. But the other ships are in scale with each other for the for it. the most for part, part. Like your 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 main starships are are in scale. Yes. Here's a question I've always had about Star Trek: the main the main, you know, the original series ship. Yep. Looking at it now, the big disc obviously you know, is, you know, people walk around in the big disc, that's where quarters are, you know, everything is up in that big disc, right? Uh-huh. Now, after the big disc, you've got, that connects to the long cylinder shape down below by, you know, a, uh, a thin shaft or whatever. You can go up and down in that, right? Like, there's an elevator up and down that to get to the oh, lower yeah. part. Oh, yeah, they're turbo lifts. So okay, you- so in the lower part. Yep. Are there living quarters in that lower part? Like, what's yes. in that lower part? There are. Yes, of course. There's. Well, a, I have no idea. A, a standard.
1: St- I honestly a, have no a, idea. Constitution class for the nerds out there that are Star Trek. You know, houses about four hundred and twenty-eight personnel on it. So think of it kind of like, like today's aircraft carrier with a lot fewer people, but you right. know, big like that. So you've got your primary hull, which is the saucer, and your secondary hull, and then you've got your two warp nacelles, which are the things that you see sticking over the back, the long Those tubulars. don't house people. Those nope, are just like nope. engines. Those are, your, those are your, right. Okay. And then, yeah, there's turbo lifts that go from the bridge, which is in the very top, right. down and stuff. I actually have, like, the Starfleet uh, technical manuals that actually list, I have I have the blueprints for all of them, so you can actually see you know what's what's in it so for those of you who have ever seen galaxy quest which is a spoof on the star star trek universe you know when they're in emergency and they wind up calling up all their friends as they're on a real ship and they're like get everybody online i don't have these maps because they literally do have maps of all of the interiors of the ships as well as the exteriors and what's on them so yeah
0: where is uh where's jmt kirk's quarters
1: um, well, it would be in the in the officers' level. So Spock and everybody was would would so be. So they're up their, in the main disk They're down in the down in the main. Uh, oh, they are. Yeah. So nobody's actual. Well, they've living got quarters they, are in the main desk. They, they've got a lot of different um, things because you've got you know astrology. You've got medical. So you've got the warp engines, which are different from the, the nacelles because you've got the engine room. The back of the ship is where the shuttle bay is and stuff like right. that. So. When, when Gene Roddenberry was creating standards for the ship, there were certain things that he wanted in every single ship. So, the, the, the fun fact about it is, when they originally were drawing up the plans, and they came up with blueprints for what the Enterprise would look like, originally, well, the way we know the Enterprise now, flip it upside down. That's actually what the original plan was, was to have it look like that. No way. Yeah. And they eventually... The exact eventually, same ship, just yeah, flipped upside down. just flipped down. upside down, you no know, way. basically, right. The really earlier one, instead of the disc, they had it as a great big ball, like from 2001 Space Odyssey, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know... I think what they came up with was, was phenomenal. So, anyway, I collect all of those, and I even have the larger diamond, um, uh, the diamond series. Um, and those ships are much, much bigger with detail, and they light up and make sounds and all that kind of fun stuff. So, yeah, it's, that's kind of one of my, my, my fun things. Oh, that's cool. And Richard's got a great selection of those things. So, yeah. yeah, I wound up buying a really nice one from him. Well, I know. St- you were eyeing it, and I'm like, well, just do it, man. Do
0: it. So, you did.
1: I know, but I was like, eh, my wife's going to be upset. But I'm like, I haven't even seen this one out yet, so yeah, I, I just better. Dude, your wife only gets upset
0: if you tell
1: her. You, you say you that. Tell she her. will realize it. She has this radar. If I were to buy something and just go stick it on a shelf, she'll be like, hey. And it might not be that day, but it'll be like a week later, she'll be like, That's new. Like when I came home with the brown Tribble, because I've got the different Tribbles. Right. And I came home, I'm like, oh, I've never had this brown one. So I stuck the brown one, put the batteries in, threw the packaging out and everything, and stuck it right up on the shelf. She went in to go reading in the room, and she's like, hey, that Tribble wasn't here before. (laughs) What? What? What are you talking about? Yep. She knows. I can't hide anything. I'm
0: just better off telling her. There's got to be payback to that. Like, you got to be able to walk in the bedroom, walk in closet, and be like, Hey, I don't remember those shoes. How much those cost us.
1: She doesn't collect anything. So, we are complete opposite. She used to do precious moments from way back when. But she doesn't collect anything. But she really doesn't complain too much. So, you know, I'm a comic book guy.
0: My wife's a shoe person. That's why I brought it up. Because she'll be like, I need a new pair. And she can listen to this and give me crap. I don't care. Because she'll be like, I need a new pair of flats for work. And I'm like, oh, my God. Every time... (laughs) We leave the house. You literally say, I need a new pair of flats for work. What do you wear them once? Yeah. And they're worn out? Yep. Come on. I've never... I I, I always thought the shoe thing with women was just a joke. But my wife loves shoes. I'm like, look, I need a pair of sneakers. Yep. I need a pair of sneakers. Like, okay, so I've got sneakers for the summer, lighter weight. Yep. Sneakers for the winter. They're a little bit heavier. You know, that I can literally wear out in the snow and pouring rain because they're waterproof and everything, but they look like sneakers. And I've got, like, casual shoes. I've got dress shoes that I only wear when it's like, get the suit out. Yep, fine, dress shoes. That's about it. I don't need tons of shoes. And it's not because, well, you work at home. You don't go anywhere. Yep, I just don't. Well, we did one other stop
1: um, on that particular day. We were like, well, so right up the street from Richard's.
0: Right up the street. Literally. we're talking. You could walk to it. A couple blocks. Um, Borderlands. Borderlands Comics, Cards, and Games. Yep. Yeah. Um, The owner of Borderlands, a friend of ours, Rob Young. He is also the owner and uh, promoter of South Carolina Comic-Con. Which has been going on for a decade now. Yeah, something like that. love going to see Comic Con. Yeah, he's he's growing it. So if you like just a plug, if you like good old fashioned Comic Cons that are just comic artists and writers and all comic books, South Carolina Comic Con, Heroes Con, Baltimore Comic Con, those three are just solid comic book shows. And then there's you know there's 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 smaller ones as well. Charlotte Comic Con that happens three times a year. It's a one day show. Anyhow not to get on to a different subject so borderlands it's you know obviously full on comics uh new comics his back issue collection is rather large yep so you can generally find what you're looking for um trade paperbacks hardcovers uh how to how to books um
1: Huge board, gaming section. Yeah, I'd say board games, Warhammer. Um, So I mean, they've got they've got uh, miniatures. Um, it, it was a pretty good sized store. It's been a while it's since about 5, I've been out square feet. At it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's always a good sized store, and I always wind up finding stuff uh, whenever I go uh,
0: into Borderlands. It's uh, it's it's very well run. I mean, all the stores are. So I, I don't want to make it sound like. Borderlands is right. They're they're all very well run. Yep. And all the guys were nice. Rob's store is with it being as large as it is, he has uh you know multiple employees working there. So very, very nice staff to greet you when you come in. Um just I would say, you know, if you're looking for it, Rob probably has it. And he actually took Dennis and I over to his new space because he's moving. Hopefully the virus stuff hasn't set him back too far hopefully by the end of summer he'll be in his new space which is a whopping sixteen thousand square feet and when you say that because i remember talking to him a few months ago and when
1: he was talking about him he had to put on uh you know new roof and all this kind of stuff and he was explaining the space and in your mind, you're picturing wow, sixteen thousand. Yeah, you hear, it, but it's, you can It's big, you know, and yeah. you're like that. That's going to be pretty impressive. But when we walk in and you actually see how much space is sixteen thousand yeah. square feet is, plus how high it is. Yeah, I, I was blown
0: here. away. Just absolutely blown away. Yeah, I mean, it's still under. It's a it's a pre pre standing building, but it is a standalone, so he won't be in a strip mall or anything. He'll have his own building. It's It's huge. He's going to have a huge gaming area. He was saying he's going to have big TV monitors up and stuff. He's going to have an internal warehouse, which the warehouse itself is probably the size of his old store, square footage-wise. And but way taller. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so generally, once he's in this new store, if you're looking for something, he won't have to go to a separate warehouse and tell you to come back. He can probably just be able to go in the back and find it because he, like I said, he has a ton, a ton of stuff. So I I look forward to the grand opening of that and to uh, hopefully do a future signing there.
1: Yeah, that is definitely worth going to be a road trip, uh, a road trip to, to head up there because... Um, yeah the gaming side alone was like wow and he's going to have all these tables up to set up for gaming and then the comic side's just as big i'm like what well, it's going to be huge i mean the sheer volume of back issues new stuff um yeah i can't wait to see how it looks so he's in there they're in there painting getting the walls put up and it's already looking you can already
0: see how it's shaping up it's going to be absolutely phenomenal and you know the one thing that he does do uh that none of the other stores do is if you really are into gaming you know uh magic dungeons and dragons warhammer he has gaming nights yeah. if not every night of the week but two to three nights a week even in his new store or his old store the current location he has gaming nights that you can drop in doesn't cost you anything so pop right in and uh have a gaming night and uh that was it. That was our that was our outing for Saturday. We were gone pretty much all day. Yep. Um, went to a restaurant after that. Had some pizza outside. You know, social distancing practices in place and all. And uh, it was a really nice day. Fun to hang out with the guys. See him again. We were all masked up properly as we should be. Yep. And yep, um But it was a great
1: time. I mean yeah. we we all found uh really cool stuff. Everybody filled in
0: holes in their collections no matter what it was that they were looking for. It was a it was a great trip. Yeah, it was fun stuff. So, and uh all the stores we mentioned, be on the lookout, we'll be billing you because you know we just basically promoted all your stores, so <laughs> you gotta pay to play if you know what I mean. Uh, but no, it was it was a great trip. If you get a
1: chance to go over to the area, realize you've got all these shops within a small. Um, you know, if you come to Charlotte, there's a lot of great shops. If you go over there, you got a lot of them within a l-
0: real nice little driving distance. So we'll run them down one more time before we sign off. You've got Tangled Web, Planet Comics, Richards Comics. Yep, Borderlands Comics, Cards and Games, all within a 25 mile radius, Spartanburg, Greenville, South Carolina area. If you're in town. Drop by any of them. You will uh, definitely find something you're looking for.
1: Yep. So take a road trip. Uh, go support your local comic
0: book shops and uh, enjoy. Yep. Check them out on Facebook, too. They do mail order. And until uh, next time, hang loose. We'll see you later. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Until next week, grab your 3D glasses, get your favorite comic books, roll them up, and put them in your back pocket the way you should treat comics. Throw
1: your pigskin up on the mantel. This is Dennis.
0: This is Andy. Later, Later, friends. friends.